Hey guys, so I'm trying out um, <laughs> this whole consistency thing and been being disciplined about what I've started. Um, yeah. So I was going to have a guest this week. Oh, also, yo, I just wanted to really thank you guys for listening last, uh, not last week, the last podcast that I had. And actually, some of you giving me really great feedback. I really appreciate it. It's really encouraging. So, yeah, from the depths of my heart, thank you so much. I think it takes a lot for, you know, for me to just kind of put myself out there. But it, <laughs> it is what it is. But truly, when you kind of get feedback, it's really encouraging. So thank you so much. I truly appreciate it, even for just sitting more than 15 minutes listening to me ramble <laughs> means a whole lot so thank you so much so i was gonna have a guest here for this one for this podcast but technology failed us and we are in different cities but yeah we still i'm still gonna have her on soon i'm gonna make a plan so that we actually have it on so yeah there's also that but, you know, I've just been thinking, what can I talk about? And I've been considering talking about my dad a lot. Um, but I was just like, I don't know how to, I know the concept. And when we tear but at the same time, I'm just like, I, I don't know if I can put it down, write it down and for it to make sense. But I saw a meme that kind of, kind of triggered gay, um, me going into a much deeper thought process about about it like the meme that I saw. So it was like a meme way too. Um where someone was asking but what have what have you learned from your father? And the response from the person was Gabandiam Chola. I can't be accusing my dad if I'd say he's he has taught me anything. And it was really funny you know, it was really funny. It was a lot just laughing. We were just laughing about it with a friend of mine. But there's also the seriousness and the vastness, vastness, your English guys. There's also the seriousness and the vastness of um, absent fathers. Because as far as I can remember, I don't think I've ever had like a full group of friends that have both mom and dad, you know, and Utata hasn't passed on Tatu Kona, but Tata is absent, you know. Tata is somewhere. And you kind of get, you know, when we're asking each other, and you kind of get those responses. It is by Tukumama, Kutata and us, you know, because you really don't know. And in Nagi is that you kind of you kind of discover but you kind of start discovering his siblings. You kind of start discovering his siblings. Zako, as time goes on, you kind of start accepting it. You know, Abaya Tata is married, and Unkoska Zaki doesn't know about me. His wife doesn't know about me because you know Tata stepped out in his in his marriage. You know, those like those have always just been the kind of stories that have surrounded me. Okanye, dad is present, but Tata met mama. Like dad beats mom and. Or Tata spends all his money on alcohol, comes home drunk and calls and calls the whole family names. You know, those have always been the kind of stories that I've been surrounded with growing up. You know, my dad on the other side was, you know, completely absent. You know, for the longest time, I had no idea what my dad looks like. 
I knew ba uhlala emontis in East London and before I saw him I would look for my dad remember I've never seen him I've never seen a picture of him but if I'm walking up Oxford or Vincent I'd look for my dad I'd look for I'd look for his face and some of the men's faces that were walking past me walking up and down emonti and I can never really even now really make sense of you know what was going through my little girl mind did i think that he'd recognize me or i'd like would just feel an instant connection and know that this is my dad i don't know what i was thinking but all i know is that for the longest time i would search men's faces as strato in monte hoping hoping i'm going to see my dad and i don't know because i've never seen him even now i have like vivid images of my dad and even though I had like gotten to a point where I actually got to see him but strange men's faces and when I was in grade two I think and I was I was a learner in Monte staying with my aunt I saw my dad he came to see me at school a couple of times and then he you know he just suddenly stopped I'm not sure why he suddenly stopped and there were like speculations gay on why he suddenly stopped i don't really know i was I was practically a baby and i didn't want my dad to leave again because now that i'm older i understand he was giving me um instability in my identity you know he was giving me instability in how i would start defining myself i don't know if i had started defining myself quite great too probably and as but now that i'm older it's just how i would define myself and how i react to certain to certain situations and certain relationships as well because for the longest time <clears throat> excuse me for the longest time i saw people as people who leave like about my hamba people leave and i wanted to cling you know because to me it was like there's something wrong with me if my dad is going to leave me again because it was not my mother my dad was leaving it was me it was not anyone else close to me my dad was leaving me so clearly there's something wrong with me and he's offering no explanations he just literally disappears you know like he would come see me at school and even this obvious class in bio dad is here to see you and i'd go out like ela temba loba this week tatuzoza livele phelele moyeni usenethemba bathatha just never comes you know so yonkelant was just like it's not anyone else that my dad is leaving dim shiamna somna diyinto yoshiwa you know and it's my fault there's clearly something wrong with me so way past that i grew up and i really yearned for my dad to get like a later stage and kind of reconnected with him i don't know how my mom maneuvered that but when i asked her if i could like get in contact with my dad she made a way i've never really asked her how we've never really had that conversation but i reconnected with my dad and i would see him shame now and now and again he had empty promises but you know i still wanted to cling they were unreal and reciprocated efforts yo english ain't accept so guys english am retire go five anyway you know there were unreciprocated efforts to connect and i still clung i still clung to my dad you know i still wanted him to stay to stay i still wanted him to stick around you know because i think 
a greater part of me was really just trying to cling to my identity, you know, to my belonging, to a better understanding of myself, of Unande as a whole. I wanted to cling to a father who constantly left Ende Amba out of his own accord. Why is that You know, and then dad got sick. And at the time, my dad got sick. I think I was in I was in high school already because not saying from the Holy Cross. I was in high school already. Um, I was doing grade ten, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, I was doing grade ten. I just arrived at Holy Cross. I was doing grade ten when he got sick around um around July of that year. He got sick. Um. So my heart was at the time was like basically closed off from him. You know, I was I was very skeptical of his rejection i was very careful of him rejecting me again but gay okay, my mom being the gem that she is she pushed me to go see him die around july the schools were closed so i was in east london at the time because i usually would go to east london every other holiday to see my aunt so i went to see my dad but they like that would literally be the last time i would see my dad and then okay he got sick again he got sick cool around September and my mom still pestered me to go see him because like they were calling her and telling her that he's like badly sick. So she pestered me that whole week. I remember I'm Valile for like a week. She pestered me, go see your dad, go see your dad. And I didn't go because I was angry. Yo, I was angry at my dad. And then my dad passed around October. He passed like two or three days before my my birthday and I was about to turn six, 15 and that's and that's it but yeah I was about to, I was but I was a teenager I don't ask you <laughs> but yeah and then he passed yeah. and for me it felt like this man has just left with my identity and I literally have nothing to cling to anymore not even land or et I know this trait that I have is from my dad. He left me with no knowledge of any trait that I I took from him, you know. But okay, there were so many there were so many questions, man, you know. And Landity, I I would hear a lot that he used to talk about me a lot, apparently. And I wonder, wondered, still wonder sometimes. But I went by his teeny, like, what did he actually say? How did he know me? You know. But I was very angry when he died. I felt robbed. Like, how dare he die without fulfilling not one of his promises, without saying sorry, without explaining, without giving me my identity, without giving me my sense of belonging. You know, I was livid at my dad. I was livid at him for dying. You know, as livid. Yo, I was, li- I didn't understand. You, you have so many things that, you know, you have left so many things you have left unsorted out. Yo, if there's such a word as unsorted and us, but like you've left so many things sorted out, you know. And because I, I would never find answers, I reasoned. I reasoned that maybe, you know, my melancholy nature is from him because mama is very loud and wild, <laughs> very loud and wild, you know. I reasoned that maybe, you know, my love for reading and writing was from him. Maybe my dad loved me but didn't know better, didn't know how to show it, didn't have means to be a present father, you know. So I left it at that and because I knew I needed to forgive him. I knew I needed to forgive him. 
And, you know, aside from finding reasons to forgive him for leaving and for being absent, I also had to forgive myself too for not going to see him. Um, sorry, the second time around. I had to forgive myself for that as well because that's Gweba. I condemned myself for not, for not going to see my dad, for not having the grace for him to go see him. And then just like one day, I thought I had forgiven my dad. I thought because I had all these reasons to forgive him that he didn't know better. Um, he He didn't know how to be a present dad. And then one day it hit me like a ton of bricks that I realized I had not forgiven Utata. I had not forgiven given him at all because I had to scrape for reasons to forgive him, you know. And Lando Iti, had I not found justifiable reasons to forgive, would I have forgiven him now? Like, if I didn't find, like, reasons to forgive him? Surely not. Because my forgiveness wasn't sincere. My forgiveness was hinged on, I shame it's because of this that he was absent, because of that that he was absent. absent. And the thing is, Jesus beckons me to forgive as I have been forgiven. You know, forgiving as Christ has forgiven me. And like the thing is, if Jesus had to first find reasons to forgive Bim Tase, yeah. <laughs> like literally, if Jesus had to find reasons to forgive me, he would find none. It was a long law, you know. There is absolutely not a single thing, not a single thing about me that is worthy of God's forgiveness. Nothing. Like literally nothing about me is worthy of God's forgiveness. There's not a thing like even my goodness, even my kindness, even whatever I like a condo. There's not absolutely nothing that is worthy of God's forgiveness. But here I am. I'm forgiven. Christ has forgiven me. Like he literally looked past all my sins, all my flaws and said, I'll redeem you still. I'll save you still. You know, I understand better now. Like in the understand better into your forgiveness. It's not easy, but like Landity, at least I have a grasp of it. You know, that if forgiveness doesn't come because there are reasons to forgive. Forgiveness is I'll forgive you and love you despite and in spite of all. If we are to forgive as Christ, we ought not to have any reasons you know you don't weigh against anything you don't weigh someone's actions towards you and decide it's unforgivable lena it's forgivable to ask for you forgive just because you need to forgive as christ and christ has forgiven you for absolutely no reason besides his love for you that's just it besides his love for us that's just it you know you don't look at things and think it can be overlooked you need to forgive either way you know to forgive as christ has forgiven and christ simply forgave without taking any inventory of my evil deeds towards him none not my stubbornness not my disobedience not my sins not my shortcomings you know he literally 
just decided, Okuba, he's going to forgive me. Nche, with all my flaws, with me being the biggest sinner, you know, on earth, the worst of them, as Paul says, the worst of them. But Jesus is still like, I'm going to forgive you anyway. So I had to come to that point where I don't reason my dad out. I don't reason why he wasn't there. I just needed to forgive the fact that Tata was not there. You know, I just needed to forgive the fact that I need to forgive as Christ forgave me. And Christ had no reason to forgive me. So I have no reasons to forgive my dad. I just need to forgive as Christ forgave. You know, it's not easy. It's a journey. And I'm learning daily. I'm learning every day what forgiveness looks like. And sometimes it's a matter of God just mirroring himself and me realizing the depths in which I need his saving grace. And because of that, I realize I can never judge the next person. I can never, it can't be my reflex, it can't be my go-to, you know. And I think one of the biggest flaws, Ilanto, of measuring um, someone's shortcomings against mine, you know, measuring that and then deciding that Lomto is disqualified and I'm qualified because my sin looks, my wrongdoing, sorry, my wrongdoing, my shortcoming looks smaller than theirs, you know, and God's heart is really for us all. So I have no right to be crucifying anyone, not even my parents. I have no right to be crucifying my parents. All I can do is constantly f- try to find it in my heart and ask God to help me in my heart to forgive as he forgave. To forgive as he forgave, to kind of look past everything else that has been done and say I forgive and truly mean it from the depths of my heart. It is a journey, but that journey started early for me with my dad. That the lessons came they came speedily and they came early and realizing now that they were building me up for certain moments in my life now that I'm older where I see his hand in he hurt I see the hand in offenses to see his hand even in offenses you know and yeah, like I said, guys, like my heart is on a God has taken me on a journey with my heart a lot, especially this year. And yeah, so I'll bringing some of those gay on here. And yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Again, it's a journey. I'm learning each and every day, asking him to crucify my flesh and just and just him baptizing me in his spirit so yeah thank you so much you guys for listening i hope you took away something from this because you know you i don't want to just blab and blab and blab and blab about my myself without actually imparting something so yeah guys thank you so much for listening until see each other again again i'm on consistency i'm gonna try i'm gonna try my level best thank you guys love you so so much